Welcome to episode one of 100% Spoilers with myself, Kwame, and Tristan. This is our new podcast where we're going to be talking about new movies, TV shows, and some of our favorites. And as the podcast says, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. All right. So today for episode one, we are jumping into the brand new Edgar Wright film, Baby Driver, starring Ansel Elgore. This is a fast-paced, music-driven film about a getaway driver who is just trying to escape the life of crime and pay back his debt uh, and hit the open road. So, enjoy. What did you think about the movie, first of all? Alright, so, I'm already a huge Edgar Wright fan, um, so it's no surprise that, like, I went into this with, like, high expectations and was, like, pretty excited to see it, um, but it definitely not only met, but, like, surpassed my expectations for, like, one of his films. Um, like I'm a huge fan of like his older stuff, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and like Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. And so like I was expecting a lot, but just fantastic. Like for me, I'm not even a huge Edgar Wright fan. Like I just, I couldn't care less really who was directing it, but I saw the trailer, which I was nervous because nowadays these trailers are like all amazing. And then you go see the movie and you're like, I just wasted my money. But, um, it was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Um, everything was really original, just like we were just talking about the music and like the music, the cinematography and a lot of like the chore- choreography type stuff. And I think that was like one of the biggest, that is the movie. You know what I mean? what do you think about like the music? So yeah, music was like a huge part of that movie. Obviously like his soundtrack just like drives the film forward, mm-hmm. especially cause he plays really well with different aspects of it. He like works well, both with like intense, like soundtrack driving, like not only the camera, but mm-hmm. like, the plot, but he also plays really well with like silence and other like audio editing and things like that. Yeah. Um, but great classic rock and like jazz yeah, and like all that stuff it coming feeds, through. It feeds in so well because like it's it kind of reminds me of almost like obviously Edgar Wright's been doing a lot of like music focused movies, hmm. but it kind of reminds me of Guardians of the Galaxy a bit. Just one, he has a tape recorder like the whole time, but like it's almost like embedded in the movie like you can't separate the two right yeah um especially and it kind of ties back into the story with his tinnitus spoilers just like the title says 100 percent spoilers but um it ties into that really well and there's like even the dancing scenes like when i first start when the first scene hit i was like this is kind of i was like this is kind of cheesy borderline cheesy but uh i got into it like the first scene like if you ever like walk down the street listening to like your favorite album and like you're jamming out, like dancing and doing all that stuff. That's what that reminded me of. So after the first 10 seconds, I was like, shit, I, re- I really like this part. Yeah. I imagine like, especially in that like over the top style, like um, Baby's character does what like everybody kind of wants to do when they're listening to like their headphones going down. No, the I do. No, not want. Like, like I've done it and walked into people <laughs> that I know and they stare at you. And I, I know exactly. on like dancing down the street, like spinning around yeah. like the lamp posts and like playing into everything and it's just like it's unbelievable he uh yeah how it plays into the music yeah what else about like was there they're like how else did the music play into it like i think a big part is like his editing to it mm-hmm. so um parts where he's either timing like motions or even like integrating um sound effects into like mm-hmm. the beat of the that's like the, the song like the shootout scene that we were talking about. yeah yeah so the shootout scenes are big ones where he's got them like going back and forth and like mm-hmm. the bullets are almost like matching, matching to the beat. beat yeah yeah um the back and forth and it's so quick that like um like again it borders on the unbelievable of, like a shootout scene it's just like boom 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 and 
mm-hmm. like everyone's down. But um, I'm thinking even like the the simplest scene for me was when he uses like either fanning money or like putting coffee cups down on the table yeah. as like uh, the bass beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like at uh, one scene, baby, baby's coming around the table delivering coffee to yeah, each yeah. of them, and the music's playing. And as like the main beat hits, like every like fourth note, it's like coffee hits. It's a rhythm, yeah. yeah. That's good. So I was also thinking about the character, like a lot of the characters, like when you first meet them, especially like John Bernthal's character. I don't even remember his name, but like a lot of it is like super over the top, kind of like. It's you see like baby's character who's like very chill, doesn't talk too much, very quiet, and then you have these characters that are all like over the top, super extreme, and you're just like, you're just like, it works so well. Like you have, um, it 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 exaggerates that kind of like baby's quietness as a character, and it gives life to the story because without them, I feel like it can be it could be very slow. There's not a lot of energy coming from baby himself, but like John Bernthal and Jamie Jamie Fox's character, like. That's where like you get so much of the comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like with any uh, any of the other Edgar Wright films, like it is that over the top. But um, I was like, I'll admit, being like a little bit worried at the beginning of this. Like mm-hmm. he obviously plays into different like specific genres, like the zombie movie, the mm-hmm. like cop drama, um, and in this case, like the heist film. Right? Yeah. And so like I know he plays into those characters, but like yeah, watching even John Hamm's character and mm-hmm. Isaac Gonzalez's character, like they're so. Like almost like stereotypical yeah, criminals. It's like a caricature, but yeah, like an ca- actual character. Exactly. Right? And so like I was a little concerned mm-hmm. um that it was going to be almost like too cheesy yeah, going yeah. forward. But like contrasted by like one by the music and two by baby's like quiet demeanor and like these other like characters who play like more like And Doc, right? And Doc, Kevin Spacey's yeah. character, like he's very serious, very stern. So like yeah. you get to points where you're just like, this is like really funny, this is a joke, and then you're like you're reminded just like just like that, how like serious it can get because yeah. you think it's a game sometimes and then Doc says like fuck uh break some, says that comment about breaking baby's legs and you're just like shit, this isn't yeah. a joke, right? Like he's yeah, actually yeah. about this life. He's so like, this kid that was really cool. Yeah. I really like. I think Jamie Foxx is probably one of my favorite characters in the movie. He plays that so well. Yeah, and like he, like I feel like he took part of that role at least from Django to some degree, like from his like role with Tarantino. Yeah, um, that like over the top, like like by the end of like Django Unchained, he's like like kind of like this like crazy like um, like willing to kill people. Yeah, like, yeah. and just like. Um, and he like fully embodied that like craziness and brought it to this it's, character. Yeah, it's like a great mix of like crazy and funny and serious. So you're just like, you're, you're all in it when he starts talking, which I really liked. Yeah. And like, he is the source of a lot of the comedy. Like you have the situational comedy, but like the actual, like, like punchline kind of jokes are yeah, a lot the from dialogue. him. And like talking about the comedy, I think this was a great job of having an action comedy where the comedy doesn't take away from the action. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when they get into situations where it's very serious, like they don't break that tension, which I feel like you get a lot of the time with sometimes like Marvel movies, you get like super serious and then there's like something really cheesy and you're like, oh, okay, this kind of like ruined the scene. But this is like the action goes on, you're super invested. And then when it's Mm -hmm. funny, it's funny. Again, I think that's a big part of where the music carried it to. Yeah. Because even when you're not in, like, yeah, like, the movie's full of car chases. It's full of, like, shootouts. And, but then you're contrasted, not even contrasted, but you're, then you're um, spun out into these, like, still, like, 
high energy musical scenes. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like scenes with his grandfather like singing, dancing in his apartment, yeah. or he's sitting in the in a diner listening to like uh, listening back to his tapes or creating music himself. Yeah. Um like those the, are really good scenes yeah. making that music. Yeah. The music is like carrying the parts where like the energy maybe necessarily isn't as high. But is still like super entertaining. But like those car scenes and the shootout scenes made me wish that we saw it in IMAX. Like yeah. in IMAX, I think it would have been great because the actions action was done like phenomenally. Yeah. Like it wasn't overdone, it wasn't underdone, it was just perfect. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, it was good. It was a visually a really good movie to watch too. And it completely like those like the over top scenes fit with his style of editing as well. Mm. Um and like his style of cinematography, which is like the close-ups and like quick cuts like between things like he's known for that okay like throughout a lot of his other cinema like um there's an opening scene in hot fuzz where like there's so many cuts like every like second is a cut to something else and it fully plays into the story and he does transitions really well with that too what was your favorite scene what was your favorite scene because i'm like kind of debating yeah my favorite scene um, i think i have two favorite scenes yeah go go for it the laundromat scene which the laundromat and the scene so the laundromat scene is where he goes on the first date with debbie and i don't know but they're just basically just talking like shooting the shit but that scene as soon as they as soon as they like as soon as it cut to that scene i was like this looks amazing so you have like the, all the machines running in the background and just the colors like were very vibrant so like i wasn't even paying attention to like what was going on with the characters i was just like looking at it so i was like i really like that one and the second one was one of the funniest scenes in the movie, the post office scene. So he goes to the post office with um, Doc's nephew. So the kid's name is Sam, and he's like kind of like casing the joint. That was hilarious. Um, even like the post office lady was hilarious. Like just the little things. I was just the, the awkwardness and like the yeah. bit of tension and like she's over the top. Yeah, nice, like and he's nervous already, and you're just it was good. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been to a post office, you're never gonna. Also, you never run to that stereotypical, like, super also, bubbly person who you'd never want to. So, who goes to the post office nowadays? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. I think my two, probably my two favorite scenes, one of them being the opening um, getaway drive. Just timed to music okay. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like beautifully done with like this bright red car yeah. kind of like flying away with these like amazing stunts um, and just the camera work on it is just phenomenal. Okay, so the scene where he's driving, he's driving the, the, the red car at the beginning, first uh, <clears throat> first scene, what's the deal with the other two cars? So you know how like he pulls up in between the two red cars? Yeah. So you're telling me just he coincidentally pulls up between two red like, cars. Don't get me wrong, this is a good movie, so like I'm forgiving. Like, you know, you watch like a really bad movie and you're just like, this was so bad. I'm nitpicking everything. Overall, I enjoyed it. So I'm literally just like, whatever. But after the movie, I was just like, how many times has that really happened? That was 100% a scene where, again, <laughs> like as with the characters being a little over the top, yeah. I was like, he didn't. Like, he, like, like this is just too perfectly set up. I like, was, unless he hired exactly, those Exactly. That's drivers. what I was like, thinking. And I was like, okay, they'll probably touch on it later. But yeah. the way it worked, like the way the doc and everything talks about, like there was no other characters involved in any of the heists, so yeah. he just magically knew where two bright two red cars, red cars are gonna pull. Both of the, like all with sunroofs, and I'm just like, come on, yeah. give, me a, give me a break here. <laughs> all too perfect, and like dodging it underneath a like overpass. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, like it was it was so well done that you 
you let it pass. You let those little things slide. Yeah. I almost enjoyed it afterwards because like the movie really does like continue down that path in a lot of ways. Maybe not like quite that overt. It does like, get kind of it does get kind of ridiculous. More subtle, but like even that one, like I, yeah, definitely forgiving of like the red car, but the rest of that chase just being timed the way yeah. it was, like the last car chase that I remember being like that memorable, um, is probably like a James Bond movie. And those are like that's a very different style of yeah. car chase. Whereas like this is like him waiting outside, like timing everything in the mm-hmm. car, him drumming on the side of the car yeah, and the yeah. steering wheel and everything to like amp up. And he's got like the iPod going. Um, I don't know, for car chases, it kind of reminded me, and I don't even think it's related, but just the feeling took me back to like Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, that's true. I was, I don't know, like I was just like, I was really invested, really enjoyed. It was fun. It was like serious too at the same time. I was just like, great movie uh even the cars the police cars in the rear view mirror like they mm-hmm. line up with like five perfectly aligned yeah. cars in the rear view with like one like in pyramid style behind that. it just like it again it's that kind of like over the top like you would it's just never but it just happen. looks beautiful yeah. right like you know it's not that and even as practical even stunts with the car where he like he does like drifts and he'll like mm-hmm. hit a cart into somebody yeah. who's like chasing them down or he like in that scene, he hits the spike strip into like yeah, one of the yeah, yeah, cars. yeah. Um, it's just like there's there's no way it's completely unbelievable, but you're just so it's immersed. So, in yeah, it like he does like, that where he hits the cart into someone, and then yeah. just the way he kills Jamie Fox yeah. with spoilers, yeah, hundred percent spoilers. You're throwing those in there. <laughs> the way he kills Jamie Fox, I was just like, ah, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. okay with it because it was it was good. It was fun. Yeah, no, the Jamie Fox scene is great. Um, my other favorite scene from the movie um, was the dinner scene. Like they they go for mm-hmm. this like fancy dinner to celebrate him being like out of the uh, out of the crime life. Yeah, yeah. He gets out. He's like done his last job. He's paid back his debt, and he takes this like girl who like loves music and everything else out for like this lovely dinner. And I'd say like this this played for me for two reasons. Um, just like his use of silence in that scene is incredible. Like it's a spinning shot. It's rotating around the table the entire (laughs) time. And it's just like, they get so much across. They're like kind of talking and exchanging glances. And you like, like there's so many, so many, so much dialogue that could have gone on during that scene. Yeah, that's true. Um, lot that could have been said about like him being done and like, but none of it. It's just like, it's like glances back and forth and like looking kind of longingly into each other. It's like almost like that cheesy romantic, but just like, there's just like light music like playing in the background in this spinning shot. And then it's like immediately broken by the waiter coming over yeah. and telling them that their bill's been paid by Doc, mm-hmm. who is like is the crime boss. I was, I was, cause at that point in the movie, I was just like waiting for something to happen. Right. Cause excuse me it's almost like a perfect a happy ending at that point and you know you got like an hour to go in the movie so obviously there has to be more yeah so i was i was waiting for that and i really liked it because it was so quiet and you're just like what's gonna happen and then you see you see doc which is a good scene mm-hmm. and then i think i don't know other scenes that played well for me john ham's um character's death was like I really liked it because he like somehow becomes like again playing into the unbelievable. Yeah, he is this like like unkillable man. Yeah, like, the police are chasing him like baby barely gets with in this chase, but it's, like so does he without being able to like drive in any kind of the same way or like anyway he makes it out alive. He gets shot like three or four times before like the end. 
He gets like yeah. hit by a car like a couple different times by like baby. And then in the end, he, he like manages to jump out of the car before it goes out of a falling car and ends up on the ledge beside baby <clears throat> without baby being able to notice. But with Deborah in the car, clearly noticing just in time to yell. <laughs> I that that was a bit too much for me. I'll be honest. I it, thought, was, it was so much. But the thing that got me was like, I loved that. Like, I knew it was coming. Like, you know, he's not dead because the car falls and you don't see anything. Yeah. Right. The car falls. The car. I thought he, I thought he was dead. You thought maybe dead? you could tell the future. I, but I, didn't think he was I dead. thought he was. I was like, thank God he's dead. Move on. Everything was too played up. Like there was no way he was walking away from that scene. Like <laughs> just the way like they should. They played into it by like showing him like opening the door to the car. Okay. As it's like falling to like, I maybe give you hope that he yeah, escapes. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I don't know why you want to see the villain escape, but um, like plays into that. And then the car falls and then there's like an explosion, which I like is definitely there to mm-hmm. like convince you that like, <laughs> it's just like overdone. I right? think like, that's, that's the, the stereotypical death of the villain is he goes up, like the car falls off a ledge and like explodes. Um, so then when he shows up on the ledge and they've got this whole scene, um, two reasons I liked it. One, that car already falls and blows up and his final death scene is him falling directly onto, onto that the car. <laughs> how he could have died five minutes earlier if they hadn't played out that fight scene. And saved the like, runtime. I mean, that could bother some people. For me, like, it was just like <laughs> flawless how perfectly he landed and then the car blows up again. again. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the other part that got me for that scene was... Um, there's a point where John Hamm's character has a chance to shoot baby. He's got the drop on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's got the gun right to his head and he goes, I'm going uh. to take, I'm going to take the one thing that you love. And this is one thing I didn't, I did not foresee at all. And it's such just a beautiful moment. You really think he's going to turn the gun on Deborah? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot the girl that he loves. Shoot this love interest who they've been building up for the whole film. That you would expect that. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, like the thing that he takes, which is his hearing, because mm-hmm. he fires the gun on yeah. either like one ear and then yeah, the other fuck. and deafens him. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but like when you really think about it, like that is what they've like the love interest with music is played up far more, more than, than even Deborah. Like honestly, he's known Deborah like two minutes. Exactly. The- <laughs> he's, got, like, he's got all these iPods. He's got his like yeah. glitter iPod. He's got like he's got like this whole collection that like bring back memories. So like music is like. Like, obviously, like, the love, like, his love in this movie, and, like, again, coming back to, like, our comments about the soundtrack, I think that, like, really played out. Um, And that was just awesome. So, that's why that death scene, like, for two reasons, it's just, like... You could have cut that five minutes earlier. (laughs) No, but it was was good. Shot him and then pushed him off the edge, yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, so, I guess, like, the other part that we can talk about is gripes or, like, complaints. Um, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. getting into some of the critiques of the film, which overall, like I still really liked it. Couple things. One, I'll start. I thought it was a bit too long. A bit too long. I thought it was a bit too long. Under the two hour mark, it, it was, was like too long. Well, yeah, it was. I think it could have been like eight eight minutes shorter. Eight minutes. Eight <laughs> minutes shorter. I think would have made all the difference because I was getting. Maybe it's just like my restlessness, but um. That like whole kind of trying to escape thing. I thought it was. I thought it could have ended a bit sooner. I mean, I feel like there could have been an ending without him going to jail, um, and like serving at that time because that was like a good like ten fifteen minutes in the movie. Yeah. Um, but like for me, I still feel like it played out well. It was like I never got tired during that movie. Okay. Like <clears throat> I uh, I feel like I was enthralled even right to the end because. 
and this happens to me with every every Edgar Wright film I watch. Like you just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, fair. Like you're you're sitting there and like there was that scene where they're driving down the road, they're doing like everything they've talked about, right? Like the idea from the beginning of the movie is that he's like he and this girl are going to take a car that they can't afford, yeah. listening to music that they love and driving down like the eighty like highway eighty five or yeah, something. Yeah. And so you get this final like beautiful like scene of them rolling down the highway, listening to music <laughs> in this car. Like it's everything that they've set this movie up for. And they just take it all away. <laughs> right? And like he totally could like any other director, I think, would have cut at that moment. Okay. Take the easy out of that scene and then end it. But <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that because yeah, he kind of took that happy ending and changed it. My second gripe that cheesed me in this movie was it was too the ending was too happy. Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. What do you get like fifty five years? You got five he, he years. Got twenty-five years. Five years then probation. Five years. He probation. was doing twenty-five to life. Yeah. He look how many crimes like, he killed people. <laughs> he killed Jamie Fox. He killed um John Hamm. He was associated with the crimes where they killed people. Yep. He had to be doing like three life sentences. Easy. So with no chance of parole. No. So that really pissed me off. <laughs> but and, and the thing that gets him, not only does he knock it all this, 25 to life, like whatever, one life yeah. sentence. Maybe they only caught him for a couple of crimes. F- fair. But even so the thing that gets him down to five is people like attesting to his char- his moral like, character outside of these things. As oh in, like, my God. I think one of the lines they even say is like, oh, like he was like dragged I think it's his, his stepfather yeah says so like he was like dragged into this like he never wanted to be in it um but I mean like straight up like the whole story that this like revolves around is him jacking a car from dock with like to a bunch with. of merchant in the first yeah. place so he was committing crimes of being so like <laughs> them giving into his moral character which yeah he plays into a couple with like giving the purse back to an old lady when he's like stealing her car man that actually made <laughs> me upset that I, I was actually like that's a trailer scene. How is this guy going to get five years? Like, I need his lawyer in case shit goes down. Um, no, talk about it. That's it, a whole other legal it, it, team. <laughs> it reminds me of... So, have you seen the alternate ending for Get Out? Yes. So, yeah. it kind of reminds me of that where the Dark so spoilers for movies that we're not even reviewing. Fuck that. So, um, the alternate ending for Get Out, if people haven't seen it, is in the regular ending, uh, the police car rolls up and it's his buddy... Um, the security guy from the airport, is it? TSA, yeah. The T- his friend, the TSA agent, cops out, and he's like, yeah, I saved you, blah, blah, blah. But in the alternate, the cops roll up, and it's actually cops, and he gets arrested, and then it cuts to a scene of him in jail mm-hmm. with his TSA friend visiting him, and he's, like, trying to get him out, and the main character's just like, nah, like, it's it's not going to happen to anyone else. Ending. Like, I'm going like, to take what it is and just take that L. You like the alternate ending like, better, don't you? <laughs> I like the alternate ending because I get, like, so I watched that interview and there was, he, the director, was it Peel? Jordan, yeah, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. He was talking about how they tested them and the audience obviously loved the, the, happy, the, the ending. happy ending. And I Buddy was just like, one, TSA. I am an evil person to my core, so I loved the dark ending because I'm like, that's really what would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, so part of me just wanted that. I, they both work, I think. Yeah. Um, it is, the movie does make you feel good in the end, but I, I couldn't get past that because I am an evil person and I have no hope for humanity, so. I think if it was a darker film, that playing out into just like even the police arresting him, him getting out of the car 
and like owning up for his crimes, yeah. being arrested, even where she's like screaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like um, him going to jail would have been like a fine ending. Um, like not even and, like, explaining him get out. You mean like not? Get- yeah, not even him getting out. Just like him owning up, and yeah. like that's like the reality of crime kind mm-hmm. of thing or something like that would have been um, like. I, like that darker ending maybe yeah. like I think you're looking for um, but I mean like I, I think no matter what when you come back to it like even though it's an action movie it's comedy yeah like at its heart like this movie was funny um, and so like having an ending where they don't where he doesn't continue into like um, the absurdity of everything is I think would have done the movie a disservice fair Another thing that I didn't like because yeah. I'm petty is so when he's sitting down and the the um secu- the prison guard comes up and says here's your mail hmm. are the security guards that nice in prison like <laughs> I was like deliver anyways that-, that that's the only not absurd part about it like they don't play up the like mean yeah kind of I was like you know that person. guy would be mean like yeah um but here's so I'm gonna email we're gonna send this podcast to Edgar Wright this is what should have happened should have got to jail. The Deborah left and never wrote him any letters because she was sick of that and didn't want to wait for him to get out because he would have been there for life. And then to get the happy ending that everyone wants and to fulfill like my like my pit, my pettiness, he would be in jail for life. But then like one day, like he would like get an iPod in jail and then like he'd be happy. You know what I mean? Just listening to music in the in jail. jail. Yeah, that's all like, he ever wanted at the end of the day. Black. Yeah. Yeah. Or like playing with Doc's cars. Or something. You know how he oh, had like, yeah, that collection the, of cars? Of like the Hot Wheels type like, yeah. It, maybe if they weren't docs, or like there was somebody else who like sent it to him in jail. He's just like him listening to his iPod, just like rolling that yeah, car like be, across back and forth across the table. But yeah. Darker, definitely not an Edgar Wright ending. Fair. But like, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm 100% <laughs> there for the darker endings for like almost every film. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I think there's enough dark moments of like death and like shootouts yeah. in this that like, it does make up for it. it. I was surprised. Like, when people started dying, like, actually Because di- you see so many movies now where it's, like, a lot of the action is, like, inconsequential. It's just, just there to be there. But, like, mm-hmm. you see a couple of, like, the important characters die. You see, like, people mm-hmm. die on the side. Like, I think it cut to one scene where someone was just on the floor with, like, his... I think the scene where they rob, like, the armored truck. Mm-hmm. Like, you see the guy just on the floor with, like, blood, I think blood coming, coming out of his head, head which... I mean, unless you got a good doctor, it usually means you're dead. But yeah. so I was like, I felt that, you know, and I, a yeah. lot of the time, like you see, like they're robbing a truck, they punch the guy and they just take the money. But yeah. it was like, nah, but it also played into his whole like hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do see that struggle with the baby, like when he dodges, when JB Fox is trying to shoot the guy with the shotgun in the car and like he hits it. Yeah, he keeps it blocking away. the shots. Yeah. And then another time when... He's going to rob Deborah at the there diner and he grabs the pistol. And, and that they hit the one more. So the police, the police shootout scene mm-hmm. where the guys in the car in the there's one cop in the SUV trying to get away and maybe jumps up in front of him. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really good. I thought that was really a really good part of the movie. Yeah. Like it was very clear. Like you could see him battling all those like that inner conflict going on mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, definitely. And I like I, I am sometimes surprised that he like shied away from like I, I think he it seemed like he liked these characters more than any other movie that I've seen him do. For instance, like in Shaun of the Dead, um, like it's a zombie apocalypse movie. They're like defending a bar. Most of the characters that you love in that movie, mm-hmm. like die or become <laughs> zombies at some point. Like at one point in the movie, he's forced to like shotgun his own mother. 
Like, okay. His mom is with him. He, they turn See, and he has to kill her. Now you're getting into the spoilers, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Wholeheartedly. Good. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, like, like I don't, I don't know that Edgar Wright necessarily always shies away from that, but like, it seemed like he did. Like, he liked the characters of like Baby and Deborah's, but like, maybe his dark side in this was like shying more away from the death and more like in that scene where he's like finally driving down the road Fair. Um, and he can't hear anything. Yeah. And I feel like, like to me, that was like heart wrenching having him. Like it was, ha- it was this like happy, tragic moment where like, he's not deaf. Like he can still hear the music. Mm-hmm. It's like, but the sound editing's phenomenal. It's very muffled. Um, and then he like touches the speaker and has like the clear audio kind of pour through it or pour through him almost in that scene. Um, and it was like, it was the same thing that his like stepfather did when he was listening to like the song Deborah, like in their apartment to like hear what the music's like. He like has to put his hand against it now. And like, to me, like that taking away again, it was a good payoff though. Like I really like that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's more like, maybe like maybe everything comes back to the music in this thing. And like, I think we've acknowledged that, but even more so, like, it's less about the relationships. Like, his relationship with Deborah is important. It plays through. But the relationship with music and yeah. how it courses through this film definitely is, like, just like I didn't really, I didn't really feel the relationship with him and Deborah. Not as much. Like, I, I liked it. Like, they get along. He's, like, yeah. he likes her because she, like, wants to drive a car and listen to music. Like, it was like, very deep, yeah. yeah. Super, built on super deep relationship. Oh, my God. And, like, he seems like he's, like, one of the only customers who frequents this diner. But overall, I would say I would I would definitely recommend people to watch it. I This is a movie that I think has good, like, rewatch value. Like, I would watch this again and still enjoy it. 100%. There's some movies that I really like, but I just can't. Like, yeah. a conception, like... Yeah. I don't want to watch that again. It's a long haul. And like, I know you thought this one was long, but at an hour and 57 minutes, that's not a bad runtime for a rewatch. Yeah. Because it's not like you're booking in for like an epic. Yeah. Uh, what is it like? You, what's your takeaway for, for the movie? For me, 100%. Like I like, even since we've watched it, I think I've already recommended it to like yeah. anyone that I have like got a chance to talk to about it. It's, uh, it's just so well done. Um, we didn't really touch on this, but like, I love that this is like, an Ed, like an Edgar Wright film, like he's done, he's done um, collaborations with like tons of people, like Simon Pegg and all those. Um, like the last kind of like solo film that he did was like, <laughs> I think like a film that he did in like early college called The oh. Fistful of Fingers, which is like this western that's just like again so cheesy and over the top. But um, like this is kind of the first opportunity you really got to see like a pure Edgar Wright film, yeah. like him in entire creative control over this. Um, and bringing himself entirely to it. And so for me, that was like just phenomenal to see what he did with that, especially knowing that like he dropped Ant-Man to like yeah. make a film that spoke to him, like to make an Edgar Wright film. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that was like fantastic. Um, and I like, I'm so glad now that he did walk away from Ant-Man and like decide to do this project and like go for an original screenplay um, that just like is a like unique story with unique characters. Um, like, I don't think there's anyone else like him. So for me, this is like an amazing film that I would recommend to everybody. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we hope you go and check out baby driver while it's still in cinemas. It's definitely worth the watch and, uh, we'll catch you in the next one.